0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nothing About You Says Computer Technology, a podcast about cybersecurity and data privacy viewed through the lens of diverse voices. Today, we'll be talking about cybersecurity in the news. We also have the return of the segment Spotting. Then we'll be talking about the Trump administration's war against Twitter. And finally, we'll be handing out a cybersecurity award. I'm your host, Anthony, a cybersecurity data privacy, and regulatory attorney based in Oklahoma City. While I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer, and this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Instead, think of this as a conversation between two friends. But if you need legal advice, please, please, please find a local attorney that can help you. So let's turn our attention to some news stories. Our first story comes from InfoSecurity Magazine. Cybersecurity experts are calling for the legal industry to be considered a critical infrastructure because law firms are a large target of cybersecurity attacks. Blue Voyance conducted a study of law firms' security and issued a report called Sector 17, The State of Cybersecurity in the Legal Sector. The report found that 15% of the law firms studied are likely to have been compromised, while nearly half showed signs of suspicious activity including malicious proxy use. So what makes law firms so special? It's because of the type of information that law firms hold. Law firms hold confidential information about their client, including financial information and personal identifiable information. The report further warns that law firms are facing consistent, sophisticated, varied, and coordinated attacks. Our next story comes from Motherboard and Vice News. Authorities recently arrested an alleged member of the hacking group, Thin7, whose victims include Chipotle, Whole Foods, other fast food restaurants like Arby's, casinos, and credit unions. Thin7 typically sends phishing emails to their targets, tricking them into installing malicious malware, which then grants the group access to the victim system. The credit card information that the group takes often end up for sale on the dark web. The recently unsealed criminal complaint was filed in the Western District of Washington State. The filing of this criminal complaint is a victory for prosecutors because of how difficult it is to prosecute computer crimes. The key difficulty is that professional hackers do a good job of covering their identity. The second difficulty is the location of cyber criminals. While hackers' crimes may impact companies in the United States, criminals can be anywhere in the world which makes prosecuting them even harder, even if the government can identify the hacker. So while the government has not gotten a conviction in this case, it is significant that prosecutors have gotten to this point. Our third story is about a proposed class action filed against Macy's. In 2019, Macy's suffered a data breach. A group of impacted choppers then filed a lawsuit against Macy's. Last week, Macy's filed a motion to dismiss arguing that the plaintiffs lacked Article 3 standing and that their claims should be dismissed under the Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 12b-6. So I know this doesn't make sense to some of you listening because it's in legalese. So as Battle Rapper Sue Surf says, let me put this in subtitles with a short discussion of U.S. constitutional law and the Federal Rules of Civil Procedure. The federal courts, the United States Supreme Court, federal district courts, and appellate courts are created by the Constitution and are called Article Three courts. Standing is whether a litigant is entitled to have their dispute decided by the court. In order to have standing, you're required to have three things. The first, you have to have an injury in fact. The second, causation, which is a connection between the injury suffered and the actions of the defendant. And third, there must be redressability, which means that a decision by the court can address your actual problem. So Macy's is saying that the shoppers don't have standing because they were not injured by the data breach. The shoppers haven't alleged that anything actually happened to them because of the breach. Macy's second argument is that the shoppers failed to state a claim for relief. When you file a lawsuit in federal court, you're required to allege facts that show that you are entitled to relief. Macy's is saying that the shopper's complaint is missing key facts for each of the claims they have raised. This lawsuit is important because it raises questions that most consumers have to address when suing companies after a data breach. Did they suffer any harm and what do you consider harm in a data breach? Is it enough that a person has to spend time monitoring their credit report after a breach? What about the time that's spent checking your accounts and changing your account information? What about the cost of credit monitoring? Is that enough? These are all questions that the court has to grapple with and we'll be following this case closely. We have another session of blind spotting. This is where we talk about blind spots in our technology policy. However, the blind spot I wanna talk about today is different. It's not a technology blind spot, but a racial one. On May 25th, 2020, George Floyd, an African-American man died in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was a victim of police brutality. After his death, protests started in a number of U.S. cities. This is another death of an unarmed black man. And it's a blind spot that we as a country have a difficult time discussing. While our show is about cybersecurity, it would not be right if I didn't take time to acknowledge what is happening in our country and to say his name. George Floyd. Rest easy. Our main topic today is the president's war against Twitter. Last week, Twitter placed a label on two of the president's tweets, in which he claimed that voting by mail would lead to fraud. Twitter found that these tweets were a violation of Twitter's rules against election misinformation. The president vowed strong action to stop what he considered private censorship and issued an executive order on preventing online censorship. Also last week, the president issued a tweet about activists protesting the killing of George Floyd in Minnesota. We won't be reading the president's tweet. But Twitter covered the tweet with a screen indicating that the content violated the company's rules against glorifying violence. So let's talk about the president's executive order. The executive order targeted Section 230 of the Communication Decency Act which gives companies like Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter immunity from civil liability both for hosting and restricting access to content produced by their users. The executive order provides that when a company removes or restricts access to content and its actions are not in good faith, it is engaged in editorial conduct and should lose the limited liability shield and be exposed to liability like any traditional editor and publisher that is not an online provider. There are some issues with this executive order. The first is that the executive order is attempting to change a statute. Second, the executive order calls on the Federal Communication Commission, the FCC, to clarify under what circumstances web platforms could lose their so-called shield under Section 230. Does the FCC even have the authority to do it? These are all legal questions that the court will have to grapple with. And this is an ongoing, important policy debate. Our final segment today is our cybersecurity awards. This week, I have one award I want to hand out, and it's the DJ Cali and another one award. This award goes to the Russian military intelligence group known as Sandworms. The NSA, the United States National Security Agency, issued a warning that the group responsible for hacking the Democratic National Committee was back and was targeting a vulnerability in a widely used type of email transfer software. These Russian spies have used the email transfer server as a way to cause chaos on their victims' computer systems, including being able to disable network security settings and adding themselves as approved users. It appears that we could be facing some cybersecurity issues in November's election. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nothing About You Says Computer Technology. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'll see you guys next week.